Hello, faithful listeners, and welcome back to Going Commando with the 80s Kids. I am your host, Ben Davis, and with me, not as always, but as a first-time guest host, is... Hey, guys, I'm Amelia with Carousel of Castles. That is my wife. Yeah. That is my wife. We, you've heard us mention her before. Oh. This is a special episode, a very special episode, just like in the 80s, except this time instead of fighting drugs, we're bringing Christmas cheer. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're doing is here at my house, the, the Louisville Studios, as Carthy likes to call it, we have been binge watching Big Bang, which is like probably like one of my top three favorite shows to binge watch right oh, now. Oh yeah, absolutely. That and The Office, I could watch all day, every day. Yeah, those are probably my two. And then my other one that I like to watch by myself would be Seinfeld. No one else in this house enjoys it. It was a little before my day. It was. It was. It started in the late, late 80s. So as we've been watching The Big Bang, we've been taking breaks during the holiday season here to watch Christmas movies. Yep. And one of the movies we watched was the Polar Express. So this kind of got us thinking. It did. And while we were watching that, we were like, that character is very similar to someone else we've been watching in TV shows. So if you guys have seen the Polar Express, just kind of think back to all the different kids who are in the sh- in the movie and think about which one kid is exactly like an adult on the Big Bang. Now, you also have to know that these characters have no names. They all go by like Hero Boy, Hero Girl, Know It All. These are like their names. And as we're introduced to them, we were literally, it was Amelia, myself, and, and uh, her sister Rachel. We're sitting here and we're watching it. And we're like, that's the spot. That's that, that, too. It was, it was uncanny. It was almost all three of us at the same time. We were like, oh my gosh, this is that character from the Big Bang that we have been watching. Yeah. And uh, so what we're doing here is we are making our own Christmas special here with the 80s kids. We almost did it a little bit last week with the Christmas story. But this week, we're telling our own rendition of the Polar Express, except it's called the Polar Exploration. Because if you guys remember, in the Big Bang, they actually went to the North Pole to do scientific research. That's right. So this would be the Polar Express, as if all the characters from the show were in it. Just imagine, I guess, Leonard had was having a dream while he was on his polar exploration. And now to tell us the plot of the movie and we'll f- and I'll fill in with humor as we go, just as Carthy would normally do with telling us the story of the movie, is the boss, Amelia. That's me. So just so you guys know, for all of you guys in Radioland who can't see us, we have our hot chocolate. We're drinking our hot chocolate because it's hot chocolate time. That's what you do on the Polar Express. You get cook. We don't have cookies. You get cookies. You sing. You dance, and you drink hot chocolate. So we are doing today's episode drinking our hot chocolate. <laughs> so for those of you who have not seen the movie, or maybe it's been a few years since you've seen it, and you need a little bit of a refresher, I'm not going to refresh Big Bang because if you know it, you know it. If you don't, you don't. If you don't, go watch don't, it. Start at the beginning. Watch it. It's hilarious. Um, so to start the movie, it. Um, it starts out in this little boy's house. It is Christmas Eve. We find out that this year he has no Christmas spirit. He has not written a letter to 
Sienna, his sister has hung all of the stockings. He's not taking any part in it. Um, so we see the family go to bed for the evening and all of a sudden the boy in his bed, he hears this noise and he gets up. We think the time period of this movie is the 1950s. Yeah, it seemed to be like the late 50s. Yeah, he has uh, Western posters of horses on his walls and um, it it seems to give a very 50s-esque vibe. So this little boy, he gets up. And um, he he goes, he rushes to the door to see what's going on. Is it Santa? He doesn't know. And when he opens his door, here is the steam cloud. And there is a huge train pulling up in front of his house. <laughs> right there, you're like, it's got a train in it. Yep, there's a train in it. <laughs> that's, that's a train. That's key number one that, that we think that we saw the similarities yep. between the Big Bang and the Polar. Like, I'm pretty sure Chuck Lorre was watching this show at one point. Oh, and like had to have yeah, been. Like, wait a minute, that'd be a great character. <laughs> so um, the conductor steps out, and the conductor in the movie is Tom Hanks. And this is an animated movie, for those of you who may not have seen it before. It's an animated movie. It was the very first completely digital animated movie. It, it was in the yeah. Guinness Book of World Records at oh, the time. Was it? Yes, it was. So it, it, it's animated, but the character, the conductor character, looks exactly like Tom Hanks. Um, you, you can definitely see that and look at him and know that it is Tom Hanks who is voicing it. So they did a really good job. Yes. And at first, we were like, this is Big Bang. And this is going to be a later season episode, and we're like, they have the money to yeah. get Tom Hanks. But then we decided against it because <laughs> this guy, you cannot talk Big Bang without having him in an episode. Yep. So the conductor in the movie is a guy who is stepping up, taking charge. He's the biggest of everyone. He is the only adult in this movie um, that we really see, except for the parents kind of in the background. But he's the only adult in this movie i would say um who has a well no there's other adults in it there's some other the adults adult but he's he's the guy that's going to take charge he's the guy who's going to take charge he he is in charge and he people know that he's it's almost in charge. as if he might have had some futuristic military training yep i don't know what that means <laughs> um. so our listeners will um so we have said that the conductor you know if if they couldn't get Tom Hanks to actually come in and do a live action of this with the Big Bang characters. We have pegged the conductor to be Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. It just occurred to me that there's probably some people who were thinking, maybe it's going to be Stephen Hawking. Oh. But he was only in like like three, four episodes. And having that guy be in charge of the whole train would be in poor taste. It would, because you have to go from train car to train car, and there's the, the openings. You have to be able to jump over yeah. them. So I don't, I yeah. don't think that I think would. we went the right way with Wheaton. I think so. Will Wheaton. He is, he's loud. He likes to be in charge. He wants all of the other characters to know that he is important. Wheaton! That's right. The only so, guy that can really make Sheldon mad. Yeah, he is the guy who can make Sheldon mad. So we had put the conductor character as Will Wheaton. And this is the first character that we really hear say words. I think the mm. par- the, the the boys' characters, 
parents sort of mumble a few things in the background. Charlie Brown-esque? Yeah, Charlie Brown-esque, but we don't really hear what they're saying. So this is the first person in the movie who we actually hear speak words. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's fitting that it would be Will Wheaton. (laughs) Okay, so this boy we met, his name in the movie is... Hero boy. Yeah. So he's kind of a quiet, shy, reserved character. He's a little bit cautious of what's going on. You can tell that he's thinking, okay, trains don't just pull up to people's houses. What's going on? Why is this person getting out and talking to me and telling me I need to come aboard because I have no Christmas cheer? So he's a little bit skeptical, but at the same time, he's like, I kind of want to see what this is all about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this boy, he he was not going to get on the train. The train actually starts to pull away. And then at the last moment, he runs to catch up and he jumps on the train last minute. So um, do you want to say who we think this boy is? Well, he he's obviously Leonard. This boy we think is Leonard. It's so. hard to tell at the very beginning, but as the movie progresses oh. a little bit, it's obvious. Yes, it is. So Leonard is always that kind of kind compassionate he puts up with sheldon um and you can tell he really loves sheldon but at the same time he's a little bit like annoyed by it so i think the hero boy in this movie is the same he's really curious and interested about what's going on um and we'll see kind of as time progresses the things that he does that show that he's really a caring gentle spirit yeah uh that's another thing hero boy leonard is often a hero in the group who's overlooked because sheldon is there and he gets the oh good job sheldon and in, in this film, yeah. uh, the hero boy is a, a hero who gets overlooked by everyone, except at the very end, he does get a glimpse gets, at, the, yeah, at the hero yeah. because, it's, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. So it, it's very fitting, I think. I think so, too. Um, and we'll talk more about why this is a good fit as the movie progresses. But now that he's on the train... We see a whole slew of kids. So the train car is packed full of kids. And this is where we get to, this is where we all, we're all sitting around and we all started laughing at exactly the same time. (laughs) And this was the moment in the movie where we knew that this could be done as the Big Bane seamlessly, effortlessly. It would just flow so beautifully. It is when we meet this boy yeah so he's tall kind of lanky he has glasses and he is spitting off fact after fact after fact about these trains and what is going on about these trains and he wants to make sure that you know all of the facts about the train and (laughs) he wants to make sure that you know that that he He knows knows he's the smartest boy that he is the smartest boy (laughs) and when he starts spouting off all of these facts is when we all look at each other and start laughing and we know we're like this is Sheldon that's That's so Sheldon (laughs) it was too much so this was the this was our great epiphany if you will this was our epiphany moment when we said this movie could be done with the Big Bang characters. We need to get Chuck Lauren on this, and we need to make this happen. We, now that we we're going to put this out, he might actually be coming to silence us because <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, they figured it out finally. Right. So this boy, we, we get to see him. We get to know him. Immediately you know that he is Sheldon-esque, that he knows everything that is going on, and the fact that he is obsessed with trains makes it all the more perfect. Yeah, he was 
all the facts. He knew more facts than trains, which yeah, throughout yeah. the movie you find it, it, it's it's just it's so fitting. And I, you know, I'm sure there's other things out there where he, there's a know-it-all boy, and everybody's like, "That's so Sheldon." Yep. And the fact that this man has created this character that will forever be in the in the the ether of yep. Americana is. And everyone will be like, that guy's so Sheldon. Even if you're someone you just meet on the street. Yep. That's amazing. That, that, what, a, what a feat of, I don't know, TV fiction. I think uh, so. Amazing. I think for a lot of people in your 30s, 40s, 50s, if you say, hey, what, sh- what TV show is Sheldon on? I think everybody would know immediately that it's Big Bang. Yeah. So he, he really has created this character that resonates with a lot of us because a lot of us probably know someone like this or have met someone like this and in school in college or just going throughout your lives. So I think that the Sheldon character really resonates with a lot of people. So it's easy to create um, this, this coalition. What what's the word I'm looking for? Correlation. Ah, correlation. To, yes. To really that's pretty create good. The correlation between these two characters. Mm. Okay. And from there, we meet the next character. Okay, so on the same train car, because it's a train car full of kids, they've been going throughout the country and and kidnapping children, if you will, <laughs> in the middle of the night from their homes in this mysterious train that's just coming just up. Just pull up in your the, front yard. Yeah, no, no train track needed. It's, it's fine. It's cool. And these kids are like, okay, let's go. Hey, I'm Will Whedon. Let's go. Yeah, let, let's go. Um <laughs> The the next the next kid, a lot of these kids don't have speaking parts. We don't get to know them individually as characters. But the next character that we do actually meet and we get to know and has an assigned name. So she doesn't have an official name. Her name is Hero Girl. Yes. And this girl is sitting very quietly in her seat. And when the hero boy, the Leonard character, gets on, he sits down opposite her on a train car and she is just looking at him. She can tell she's looking at him. He's kind of confused. Maybe she thinks he's a little cute. I don't know. But she's just smiling at him. And this kid the whole time is oblivious. Um, <laughs> she is just smiling at him. And then all of a sudden, she just smiles at him and goes and, and stands up and starts talking to him. And you can tell this is the sweetest, nicest girl um, th- that you have ever met. She is just Wonderful and a nice, friendly person. And outgoing. Very outgoing, yeah. Yeah. So this girl, if you're thinking back to our Big Bang cast, um, who would it be? So which girl would fit this model who is very sweet, very friendly, very outgoing, kind of likes everybody? Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. has to be Penny. It's it's Penny. So we've pegged this little girl as Penny. And mm-hmm. she even has little pigtails. She is just an adorable yeah. little girl. And she... Does put up with the know-it-all throughout these scenes. She yep. does not have a problem with him. Nope. As never... most people would. <laughs> yep. She both never of these two characters. Down, be quiet. Yeah, both of these two characters do allow him to uh, spit his facts at them. Yep. So it's like you know, it's like, well, this. Yep. I've seen this. <laughs> yep. There, there's one part a little bit later in this movie that really solidifies for me, and it's a relationship between this hero girl, this Penny character, and another character um, that we I could see in the show. I remember the exact moment in the Big Bang show when this moment happened, and that's this this moment. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Solidifies for me why this girl is Penny. 
Um, so let's see. Do we meet any other little? I don't think we no, meet think any other. This is the kids moment right where this is a hot chocolate. This the hot, is chocolate. hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. <laughs> hot chocolate time. So this is the moment where they come in and there are all of the there's like a one to one ratio of number of people who work. on This the is train, the scene where we all couldn't figure out. We all had our disagreement about the Sheldon character in the scene. We couldn't decide if we thought he would think it was foolish, oh, yeah. or if he would be. This is great because it's on a train and the conductor's leading it, so therefore it has to be awesome. Yeah, we didn't know how Sheldon would feel about this because, uh, like, like Ben said, that um, you know, it could be like he would be like, "Well, you know, they don't actually do this on trains. They sit down and have re- nice, refined mm-hmm. meals, but at the same time, this is a magical train going to the North Pole, so maybe this is cool." Yeah, we couldn't decide. Yeah. It was just kind of like one of those moments where, like. I could actually see it going either way. Yeah, so let us know what you guys mm. think. If you have seen the movie and if you know the TV show really well, let us know what you think Sheldon would think about this. Do you think that he would have been like, eh, no, you need to stop because it's not how it's done on trains? Or would he be like, this is awesome, bring on the hot chocolate and cookies? Then again, we we're saying this is, what, Leonard's dream? Sure. So it, I guess he's having a good dream so therefore sheldon's not being quite the ass that he usually is yeah. that, that, that could be it too okay yep, so they have the hot chocolate and uh hero penny and leonard realize no wait no so penny says there's a boy in the back didn't get it right no no okay so you skipped an entire scene oh so i did next what happens is you find out the last stop that they're going to is on the wrong side of the tracks if you will so it's, dum, it's dum, the, dum. yeah it's it's the bad area it's the poor area it's it's not where people want to go um and there's this one house out in the middle of nowhere it's not in like a country house. It's so weird. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the descriptions of the scene or anything. Um, but we go to pick up this boy and you know that he is a very poor boy. And we go through the scene of him getting on the train. Um, but he somehow, he doesn't go sit in the train car with the other kids. He doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't talk to anyone. He's very shy. You, and you think he's mute. Yeah, yeah, you do. He has not said a single word to anyone, and he doesn't even go... The conductor doesn't even offer for him to go in the same train car with the other children, and I don't know why. He just sends them to the back train, the caboose. Mm, Yes, he's in the caboose. Yeah, all by himself, all alone, not talking to anyone. Um, And I do not remember exactly how it happens, but he has somehow... No, he doesn't lose his ticket. The girl, the girl leaves her ticket when she goes with Will Wheaton yep. to give him the hot chocolate. Leonard, seeing the ticket, is like, she needs her ticket. So he gets ready to take the ticket, and, and he, can't, he can't get over the hatch. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so to paint you a picture of this, um, the, the one boy is in the back all by himself, lonely, not talking to anyone. And his name is Lon- – We decided – Billy the Lonely Kid. Billy the Lonely. And we went with Raj, but – some of it doesn't make sense, but the reason we went with him is because of his selective mutism. Correct. So this, we know Raj comes from a very wealthy family. He regularly lets us know how rich his dad is. Well, here in the later seasons, he does turn out to struggle with some extreme poorness. 
Well, that's just because he chose to give up his family's money. Yeah. But he would not have. So been he actually he never had any money. We, he parents. did not. It was it was his parents. Well, money. we looked it up last night. Remember, it was some decent money. Yeah. He just doesn't know how to live with it. But the selective mutism, I looked that up also. Mm-hmm. That is, it's it's not. It's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this kid was struggling with it, that's the best way to fit them together. Yeah, so I'm not sure this kid had selective mutism. I think he was more so like shy, and we we don't really know why he's sitting in the back caboose by himself, not with anyone else. Um, but but he is, and this this girl, this hero girl, Penny, if you will, she said, well, he didn't get any hot chocolate because they were doing their whole hot chocolate time, singing, dancing, and this boy in the back was not served hot chocolate. So Penny decides that she saved him a cup of hot chocolate. And so this is a train, an actual real train. In between the train cars, there is the outside. You know, it's kind of scary. It's, it's, you have to jump from one train to another with the wind blowing. So she did this. She stood up. She left her ticket on the seat and um, took some hot chocolate back to the back. Well, our hero boy, Leonard, sees that she left her ticket, doesn't want her to get left out or thrown off the train. He grabs the ticket, and in true Leonard fashion, everything's going to go wrong. (laughs) He opens the train door. He sees how scary it is, decides that he really needs to get this ticket to this girl. So he... He wants to jump from one train car to the other, but as he does, it's windy, and the ticket blows out of his hand. What it, What are they going to do? He, that is the best scene I said in the movie. Yeah. With the ticket blows, and you see how the ticket flows yep. all through the area. Very reminiscent of the Forrest Gump scene, which I did not like, mm-hmm. but I did love this digital composition of seeing this ticket float everywhere that it went it was what was that one movie with the bag that was blowing that's american beauty oh that movie i, t- I, I hated that, that scene and that i love that movie okay i did not like that well that's about a man going through a midlife crisis in exactly the age i am right now at 42 okay well that movie did not resonate with me but no you're I not a man in my 20s or 30s whenever i even resonated with it then well, I did not. I did not. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie, but that the scene is similar to that of the the bag kind of floating, and you see the ticket is floating, and the ticket. Um, so I should preface by saying each ticket is individualized. Mm-hmm. So the conductor non transferable is non transferable. When you get on the the conductor punches two letters in your ticket, and it's just two random letters. You think you don't know what it's going to be. Um, so the tickets are individualized. You can't give them to anyone else because the letters that have been punched in it are individualized for you. So our little hero boy is trying to get the ticket, which has not been punched, by the way. So that's a little bit of a spoiler for the future. Her ticket has not been punched. The conductor had just not gotten around to her yet. They are, um, he's trying to get the ticket back to her. And now we see the ticket floating. It goes through the forest and there's some little foxes or something that are playing with it and kind of like scuff it up. And then it goes along the river and the current is flowing it. Um, but it is just, um, it is really a beautiful scene. Yeah. I loved that scene. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot, but the, the the little girl she makes it back to the back to go talk to the little boy and what i i don't remember if it happened here or if it happened later but the thing that really solidified to me that this character is penny 
is the fact that our little quiet boy who has not spoken a word since he has been introduced, um, he is sitting in the back all by himself. He's very shy, very reserved. Um, he and Penny are talking. And yeah. in the in the TV show, in Big Bang, we know that Raj can't talk to girls unless he has alcohol in him. And the one scene that really solidified this for me was the fact that in the Big Bang, there was one episode where Raj started talking to Penny and Penny said, well, hey, Raj, you haven't had any alcohol. And he was like, well, I haven't. This is, I guess I'm comfortable with you now. Yeah. And that was the moment Penny was the first person, the first woman that Raj had talked to without all alcohol in his system. Um, he was very comfortable around her. And in the movie, this little shy boy, Penny, the, the hero girl, was the first female or the first person in the whole movie that, that he spoke to. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, that was the moment where we were... You said that. You said that. I said that. Yeah, yeah. you were the one who spoke that out, and yeah. we were all like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So I mean, that was that was a really good pickup, really deep thought into it you had yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So so that that was for me solidified because even Ben was like, "Are you sure this is Penny?" I'm like, "Yes, it's Penny." And then when that happened, we we knew. Yeah, nailed those two characters down. Yep. Well, um, when do we meet Howard? Oh my gosh. Okay, so Howard comes next. So here, <laughs> okay. Poor Leonard, and you can tell he would be actually doing this. This ticket has well, he'd flown do anything out of his for hand. Penny. He would do anything for Penny, anything for Penny. So the ticket has flown out of his hand. It's flying everywhere, and he's trying to get it. So he climbs to the top of the train, and he's walking along the top of the train trying to catch this ticket. Which okay, does anybody actually know? Is it realistic for someone to actually walk on top of a train? I don't know if you I guys know. know if you guys know anything I don't know about the physics. physics. Yeah, I do. I do not. I say no. I don't think that I realistically. Guess it depends on how fast the train's going. It was booking it. I'd say going 20, 30, 40 miles an hour. Yes. No, this train was in like open tracks. It was not in a town. There was no, no, nothing around. They needed to stop. for. I'm going to say was, 80 miles an hour. No. Yeah. So, um, this character, and we see it a lot in other action movies, you know, Tom Cruise movies or whatever, people walking on the top of yeah. trains. I don't think realistically well, that, Tom that Cruise happen. could do it. Well, he thinks he can. So, um, if if you guys know the physics behind it, if someone can actually walk on top of a train, <laughs> can you can, can you walk on top on of it, a train? Yeah, let let us know because I am very curious. I do not know the answer to it. My sciency mind is going to know because the force of the wind would be too strong and you would not be able to hold yourself on there. But on top of the train, also not not only is our hero boy Leonard walking on top of it. But he sees something on top of the train. Yeah. Yeah. He is seeing <laughs> this bright light. And as he gets closer, we realize that there is a adult, human, elderly man. It's a sitting. hobo encampment is what it is. It is a hobo encampment <laughs> on top of the train. He has a fire. He is cooking soup on top of the train. Making coffee. Coffee. Was it coffee? He, you know how he made that. Don't forget how he made the coffee. Oh, okay. You, yeah. know, you know how you... Uh, you know how you know <laughs> that someone makes some bad coffee? <laughs> you know what you use for the filter when you're homeless and you need coffee? Uh, you're going to tell me. 
Use your sock. Some yep. people, I think, use their underwear. Yep. But I've, I've seen sock is what they used in the old west. I don't, you know, when they were traveling, traversing mm-hmm. to, you know, long periods. I knew that because of Lonesome Dove. But also, uh, if you guys have ever had sock coffee, let us know. Almost choked on that one. I didn't expect you to be asking people if they've had sock coffee. <laughs> If you've had salt coffee, let us know. If you've had salt coffee, I, I don't think that you should let anyone know that ever, <laughs> ever sure. in life. Yeah, unless you're opening up your own place. Salt coffee, oh, yeah. right next to Starbucks. Ours is, but go. ours has got a little bit of a kick to it. <laughs> a little twang. There you go. <laughs> Mine's got a toenail in it. Uh, oh okay. God! All right, okay, we're gonna stop talking. Oh about sweet this lord! Now. So <laughs> this this um, hobo guy, I don't think he actually has a name. This hobo no, he's guy, called the hobo. The hobo, okay. So on the cast list, he's listed as the hobo. This guy is a little bit creepy. He's a little bit off, if you will. Yeah. He says some things. You're like, huh, well, that's not creepy yeah. at all. Yeah, he's the questionable character in the yeah. movie. Yep. Um, we have pegged this guy, I think Ben mentioned a couple of minutes ago. Um, the creepiest guy in the entire show is definitely Howard. Yes, yeah, Bull Wallowitz. Yeah, he he's a little bit creepy toward the women, and and he says some things that are just a little bit like, huh, well, you should be thinking that, not saying that. Cringy, and yeah. this this the the hobo, he he did some cringy things. Yeah. He, he said some cringy things. He, I can't yeah. remember what they were, but at the moment we were like, oh yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't. I should have written it down, but I didn't. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he he was pretty cringe, and Howard. He loves his wife, but he's a little bit cringe. Yeah. So um, <laughs> he tries. Yep. This, this hobo, and we do find out this hobo is is not real. He's either a ghost or a figment of his imagination, or he's uh, a spirit of some sort. Uh, because when the train is going underneath and it hits the um, what do you call it the, the the bridge the bridge yeah to go underneath the bridge. Um, he vanishes. Or the tunnel. The it tunnel. depends on what it was. It was. Yep. Could have been a tunnel or a bridge, but I think those, it was brick, so probably it was, it was a tunnel. Yeah. So I think it was a tunnel, and when he goes underneath the tunnel, this uh, ca- this character, this Howard Hobo character, just disappears. So we don't really know if he is a spirit, a figment of his imagination, or some sort of ghost of Traveler's Past. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's true. We see that happen more than... A couple Twice, of times he three, disappears, three, yeah. Yeah, two or three times. You almost, because Tom Hanks, uh, or Will Wheaton mentions him too, how he saved him from falling off on his very first polar expedition. Yep, at the very end of the movie, the conductor does mention him about how there was just something out there that saved him. So, yeah. So, um, hmm, he so must be just some kind of... Howard might be creepy, but don't forget, he was also an astronaut. He was an astronaut. So he is a true hero. He is, yep. That's right. Yep. So he gets the ticket, right? Because so, the no, oh, well, Howard but, Howard gives him the ticket. He had it. Howard, yeah, the hobo guy had it and gave it to him. But now he has to figure out how does he get back into the train. And at this point, I had kind of tuned out. I have a very short attention span, and um, I can't really focus for a long time. So I had tuned out at this point, but when I started paying attention again, they were, there were these other two characters here. They were the guys who, not the conductor. I don't, 
I don't even know what you call them in train speak. I, you may tell you how you got back in the train. No, I want to know what are the name of these two? What are they called? Like the guy who shovels the coal. Oh, coal well, one of them. Yeah. The, the, yeah. There's the, in, there was the engineer and the guy, the, the, I don't know what the hell he's called. The shoveler dude, the coal yeah, shoveler dude. Yeah. So but in the movie, they're called Smokey and Steamer. Okay, so there are two more characters that we are introduced to now while our hero boy is trying to get back into the train. These two guys realize that the train's going out of control. They need to shovel more coal in. And there's a key, right? Well, I can, I, yeah, I know how they. The, okay, the, you I, tell me this part because I had two. I guys. know how they got up there. Okay, how did they Because he there? gets back in the train. Okay. And he gives the ticket to Will Wheaton and says, She dropped her ticket. And Will Wheaton's like, Oh, well, I've already escorted her out, you know, because they're non-transferable because he lost it, blah, blah, blah. So when she's in the front of the train, that's whenever he finds the ticket that had blown all through everything. The, uh, the guy didn't have it. It was in that air duct, remember? It was in the air duct. Yeah. yeah. So then he finds it. He's like, oh, my gosh, now I've got to really get it to her because I tried to give my ticket away and it wouldn't work, blah, 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 blah. So then he finds out that he, uh, Will Wheaton had taken her up. So that's when he goes up through all the other ones. He goes to the puppets. To the steam engine. Yeah, and that's okay. when he gets up front and he's like, here's your ticket. She's like, I don't want my ticket, Penny says. They're letting me drive the train because she's driving the train and that's when we meet Smokey and Steamer who are out on the front because the headlight's out. The headlight is and out. And they're changing yes. the headlight of the train. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, for some reason, the Tom Hanks or Will Wheaton character is out there just kind of looking at them while they're doing it. So they change the headlight and all of a sudden, you know what they see? Reindeer all over the track. Yep. Yep. So that's, what the, that's where we've come to. Okay. So, yeah. yes, that, that all is coming back to me but now. who are Smokey and Steamer? Okay, so we have the guy who shovels the coal. And th these guys, one of them is a little bit plump. One of them's kind of skinny and scrawny. Um, they're a little bit, like, they're, they're not quite sure about what's going on here. Yeah, one of them is smarter because he's the guy who's in charge of the train. The other one yep. knows what's going on, but he gets pushed and he goes oh a lot he goes makes a lot of oh noises you know kind of like he's like oh what's going on yeah so um, so one of one of them definitely has some sense to him the other one does not but they're still very <laughs> goofy characters yes they are not um they they are the comic relief of this movie <laughs> at this point yeah yes they they are definitely the characters who were thrown in to give it a little bit of humor for the children yep um, so there, there are, they, at one point, like Ben said, they are trying to fix the light on the front of the train and they're dangling off. They're hanging off. They're like, uh, for those of you who can see me out there, <laughs> um, they're like, uh, they're so, very marionette like. Yes. Yeah. So, so, um, these characters, if you can think from the show, big bang, who are someone who, are kind of background characters. They're there for a little bit of comic relief. Um, they're they're kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell them who who we have these two people? Uh, well, uh, Smokey, who's the bigger guy, was were saying he. I can't remember. It was just saw it last night. His name's Bert, which is short for something. Yeah, like we saw the Bertness or he won Bertness. his uh, half million dollar yeah. award. Uh, yeah, Bert. Bartholomew. Or I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, that's him. It's Bert. And from, then the from steamer the department. is one of my personal favorite characters, yeah. Stuart. 
I love Stuart. <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters. He's like my, one of my top top three. Yeah, I love Stuart. Stuart is a good guy. He has a good heart, but he's um. He's not a good, very good businessman. He's not very good at being in charge of things. Oh. His life, yeah, his life is always in shambles. His life is pretty much a disaster, and he is just—he's a really good guy. He tries, but he's just not everything's firing and clicking there. And he continually gets the better of Raj, though. It's awesome. He really does. <laughs> And then the the Burt character from the geology department. He's a really really tall. What is, he's probably like six and a half feet tall, red hair. Well, Sheldon's like my size, so he's like six feet, six feet and a half. Yeah. So this guy. So this guy's got to be like Justin's height or bigger. Pro- I think he's bigger than Justin. Yeah. Wow. So he is like this big just bulky kind of like goofy guy and that that is how exactly the Burt character in Big Bang is portrayed as well but he is very smart very intelligent but he's just that big teddy bear kind of lovable goofy guy this could be Justin to me yeah (laughs) all right rolling on all right so we get the we get the headlight fix. Reindeer the scene. Yeah, we we get the headlight fix, and they put the headlight in, and they there are reindeer on the train tracks, and they can't get through. Which there are no train tracks, are there? They're on top of the ice. Yeah, they are on top of a lake, <laughs> which is ice. <laughs> Makes no sense. So why they can't just go around it? Since there are no train tracks, this, this train has not been on tracks the entire movie. That's crazy. Um. So I don't know why it's such a big deal because they could just like slowly creep through it, but they're not. They're freaked out about it, but they're sitting on the 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 ice for too long, and the ice starts breaking with the weight of the train. So now they're trying to like frantically drive the train on ice with no tracks and guide it to the other side of this mountain where there is an. An, a t- teeny tiny little opening, and they have to get the train exactly yeah. in this little opening. And it's, yeah, it's they were they were driving that train like they belonged in the next Fast and Furious uh-huh, movie, uh-huh. Fast and Furious Eleven. This time there's trains. <laughs> yeah, I mean trains on ice. That trains on ice. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the rock comes back. He's up there on ice skates. Yeah, buddy, got you this time. Yeah. Woo. Well, Dwayne Johnson can do anything. Yeah. yeah. So they um, they they get back in there. They get, they hit that little spot, and then they boom. And then you know what? Then they're at the North Pole. Yep. And then they are going. They go up. They go up this mountain that kind of looks like the mountain in uh, where the Grinch lives. It kind of did. Yeah. So they go up the top of this, and they go across the bridge, and there they are, the North Pole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you guys might know there are still two main characters that we have not placed just yet. Yep. Um, the, the first, the first character that we're going to place is perfect. And I knew before we even saw this, I'm like, well, she, she has to be this (laughs) because, um, she is short, teeny tiny. She has said a couple of times she is four feet, 11 inches. Yep. But she does. Yep. Um, She said last night she could take a bath in a sink. Yes. Yes, she does. She just chooses not to. (laughs) Which I don't blame her for that. Um, so in the North Pole is filled with elves. We know that. So Bernadette is our perfect elf. There were uh, a few elves that had some speaking parts. And as soon as the first elf spoke, we were all like, that's Bernadette. Yeah, she was. And that elf showed up more than once. 
Yeah, and there were there were several elves that had speaking parts, but just for um just for our show purposes here, I think we would give all of the main speaking elf parts. We would just consolidate them into yes, one character, which would be Bernadette, uh, just so we don't have to have all of these extras and everything. Very true. Yeah. So there, you know, after thinking more about it, there was one sort of sourpuss elf, and I guess you could give that to. Uh, we had to that that uh other scientist that leonard dated in the very first season oh, play, yeah. played by the, the um, woman the one from Sarah, roseanne Sarah, Sarah Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert. Yeah. yeah her character yeah. leslie leslie that was leslie i guess yeah. if we had to do that we could put her into one of those roles because she was she is kind of sourpuss there was kind of a sour elf yeah. as well and she's petite as well everyone yeah. in the show is pretty short except for um sheldon he's yeah, kind of yeah. the oddball out and then bert of course mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that's actually we didn't have that written down on our list but i really like that idea leslie is a bit of a sourpuss she's kind of short but i could see her in a little bit of a uh, christmas jingle yeah and other than that, I mean, you know, there's only one big role left. And But if you want to tell the story of what the happens to them the there at the North yeah. Pole. So let's, let's tell the story about what happens to the kids here at the North Pole. So the the kids, uh, they're, they're on the train, and somehow they accidentally make the train go. So all the kids have gotten off except for our main characters of – hero boy oh i forgot to mention this the little lonely kid raja's character he's singing a song at one point yes, he does. that's right he yeah. really comes out of his shell he, he really does but he's still in the back of the train he's singing about how he's lonely and and santa doesn't oh my come gosh. so if this were in the big bang do you think he would be doing one of those uh indian dance things he could what is it what are those uh the the like the bollywood stuff? yeah the bollywood stuff no, oh man, you don't think no, he, we need to keep Don't it. they have a uh, Christmas stuff too? Don't they have Christmas Bollywood? I don't think so. Could have swore I've seen somebody do a rendition. No, that was Diwali. They did have Diwali. That's what they yeah. have. Oh, they have man. Diwali. Diwali is wonderful. If you guys do not know what Diwali is, it is a Scarlett, you need to stop moving my microphone. Um, Diwali is the festival of lights in the Indian culture. It is beautiful. They have lights everywhere. The food is absolutely amazing. I love Indian food and the, the special foods that they have. Hold on. The dog's tangled up. Um, the special foods that they have during Diwali would be like what we have at Christmas, our, our turkey and our dressing and everything. They have special holiday foods for Diwali. I know we're getting off on a tangent here, but that's normal. Um, I, I love the Indian culture and food is just top notch. Indian food is some of my favorite and it is a beautiful celebration. If you guys have never exp- experienced a um, Diwali celebration or know anything about it, we did... Um, one of our homeschool things uh, one year, because we, we homeschooled for many years, we did a Christmas, um, we cooked some foods and we, we learned about Diwali and it was just a really beautiful, beautiful holiday, really beautiful celebration. Yeah, there, uh, that's cool. That's, I, I knew I was, when I said that, I was putting two words together when I was thinking of Diwali. I was putting Christmas and Bollywood together uh, and thinking Kowali. I'm like, that isn't it. It took me a minute to get there, but I was getting it. Yep. It was it was working. It was rumbling around was in the going. old brain. So uh, Okay, so right. um, we would have Bernadette, and we I guess we can put Leslie in. Surprise, surprise Leslie. Yeah, that's true. Here hey, little, uh, special guest star. Yeah, special, yeah, guest starring. Um, 
and the the character and i do not remember how but all of the kids are off the train again most of these are unnamed kids and we we don't really hear them we don't talk to them we don't interact with them but our three our, our three main characters the the leonard character the um penny character and the raj character are on this train and it just starts to roll away oh that's right yeah i've forgotten all about their little adventure yeah and then at some point the little and sheldon isn't with in, them no sheldon is not with them it's just those three characters mm -hmm. yeah um and of course they're they're scared they don't know what's going on the train is rolling away and the the their train car eventually rolls to this big round um rotunda it is the It's got a name. I was thinking even when we were watching it I'm like I knew the name of that up until I was about 18 now I don't remember it and I was like man I really wish Sheldon was here. Yeah, it's like the big terminal like you would it's think the like the thing grand, that spins like, the circ spins you around and gets the train going this way this way yeah, like, all the other like, tracks. Yeah, like Grand Central yeah. Station mm -hmm. where all of the trains kind of come into one and then they can rotate them to where they need to go that type of thing. But this one is like super terrifying because it is like 200 oh, feet up in the air and all of the train tracks are coming in on these little tiny train tracks and you can't walk no, off of it. You you misspoke. It's not tracks. It's rails. Okay. Well, there were no rails. tracks. It was just oh. the two rails. So when they had to walk, they had to like balance onto the one. Remember? Yeah, like a tightrope. Yeah, because they couldn't walk on upon the tracks, the wooden beams. Yeah, there which, were no like railroad yeah, ties. Like you would normally walk upon, like in the yeah. movie Stand by Me or something. No, you had to like, oh Lord, this is death. Yeah. <laughs> And again, like you can't even see the ground. They're so they're so high up. So I don't know why Santa decided this was a good design uh, element for the the trains. It seems like a risk of death would be high, but mm -hmm. I guess they don't expect people to get stuck and have to walk off of it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the elves have a sort of flying technique, or like in the Santa Claus perhaps, the ELFS. Yeah, maybe they do. Or maybe they got like jetpacks when they work on these. I don't know. I guess so. But but somehow we're here and. And our three of our heroes, excluding Sheldon, the other three are are stuck here in the yeah. in the middle of this, and they have to walk uh, tightrope walk style to get to get to the back to the mainland. Based on Penny's hearing, yes. So Penny is hearing something, and uh, I think the the Raj character is as well. Our Leonard character can't hear it. the the Penny character keeps keeps saying. Follow the sound. The sound is beautiful. The sound is beautiful. We don't hear it because our Leonard character, our hero boy, doesn't hear it. We have no idea what the sound is. Uh, but Penny and Raj are following the sound. Um, so they're going through Santa's village, through the North Pole, through where all the elves live to try and find the sound. Yeah. On their way, they get detoured. They are stuck in this packaging room. It, it is your typical <laughs> yeah. assembly line manufacturing where big boxes get stamped out and moved down the assembly line type of situation. Um, and this one last present drops. There's no, no presents there because, again, it's Christmas Eve. Santa's about to take flight. There is one present that drops, and this boy, wherever his hometown was, they said, well, let's go into this town. And he says, hey, that's my town. <laughs> and they say, it's for someone named Billy. And he says, well, hey, my name's Billy. So that's where we learn his name is Billy. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
he has this is our poor our poor boy our quiet boy he has apparently never gotten a present from santa before in his entire life and so he Mm -hmm. sees this one last present and and it's to make you think that this present is going to get lost right it's alone it's by itself um he is holding on for it with it to with with dear life yeah he's he he, he, he doesn't let go he rides it the whole belt and everything on down with it yep he sure does um and then at some point all of the presents they get funneled into santa's bag this huge giant can hold you know a billion presents Mm -hmm, type of mm -hmm. bag and then all of a sudden he's still holding on to his present he's like Something has me. Something has me. Something's pulling me down. And you're like, what is pulling you down? And they tell him to let go of the present, you know, and they'll they'll grab him and pull him up. But he refuses to let go of the present. And then we see someone's hand and they still pull him up. And then we see the know-it-all boy, the Sheldon character, <laughs> who had gotten into the presents because he just he, it's all about him. Everything is about him. He can't stop and take time and think about other people, yeah. much like much like Sheldon, especially in the earlier years. Um, and we see he's there, and he has found all of his presents, and he's already opened. Or has he opened them? No, he I don't remember. Them. He if said he that opened he has them. found all of his presents already. Yeah. Um, and the next thing we know, this this big giant um, bag starts getting lifted into the air. By these these elves, these flying machines are carrying Santa's bag, and it is going into the middle of the town square. Yes, that yeah yeah. There is still one character who we have not placed yet. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. We 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 will get to this last character. This here was in our minute. last main character to be introduced as well in the show. It, yes, I think it is. You're yeah. right. You're right. This is the last of our main character set that was introduced on the Big Bang. It's a very right. fitting character, too. Yep. Um, when we were talking about which characters we wanted to assign, it was pretty obvious most of the characters, I think, definitely stood out. Like, uh, the know-it-all boy was 100% Sheldon. It couldn't yeah. be anyone else. And the the lonely boy had to be Raj. It couldn't be anyone else. And this this last person... I don't. We we were kind of mixed about this. Yeah. To start with, um, I had the last say in it because I I'm the boss. Well, you wanted her wanted it to be Mrs. Claus originally. I did. Okay. So and but I went. There back wasn't and about this. a Mrs. Claus. So and, and when I when I stopped to think about it, this character from Big Bang, there's only one person who could be Santa. Santa is our last person that we are going to meet. Santa is important. Important, okay. Important. Santa Santa is also kind of lonely. Like, there's all these other people around Santa, but he's the only human in the North Pole. Everyone yeah. else is elves. So, you know, he he has probably hasn't always had that connection, that human connection during his life because he's surrounded by elves. And, you know, he's he's the boss, too. So maybe he doesn't get invited to all of the the elf parties. You know, if, <laughs> okay. they're, if they're celebrating after a successful Christmas delivery. Yeah, that's, okay. that's a good point. Yeah, may, maybe maybe Santa doesn't get invited. And, and Santa feels kind of left out and lonely. But Santa is so important to to the whole story of Christmas. And Santa... Um, there's no one else who could be Santa other than this person. Well, 
before you tell who Santa is, we're going to take a quick break. Sounds good. And we'll be right back. Okay, um, so who do you think Santa? Okay, before we get to Santa, we we do need to talk about, which by process of elimination, there's one character, so y'all probably already know who it is. But before we actually disclose that, let's talk about the sound. So the sound? The sound that has Sound of silence? Gone, no. Well, yes. Okay. Yes. So so Leonard still can't hear the sound. Um it is the sound that drew Penny and was guiding her to let her know where the group was, where everyone was. Um, and then we see flying in, we see the reindeer flying in. We we see their sleigh bells. It was cool, but that, that man, that was it, it was aged. It, it was a little bit aged. Um, we we see the reindeer flying in. We we see their sleigh bells on it. And as we are we are watching this scene, we notice that we can see the reindeer flying, we can hear the elves cheering, and we see these bell this is my golden snitch, so it's not a bell, but it's kind of bell esque. I can't um, hear the bell. <laughs> this, I don't this is my believe. golden snitch fidget spinner. Um we we cannot hear these bells. We see the bells jingling against the reindeer as they are flying in, but we cannot hear the sound of the bells. And we can see Leonard looking, our hero boy, mm-hmm, he's looking. Mm-hmm. He can't see Santa just yet. He's looking over the crowd, which I don't know why he has to be looking over the crowd. They're elves. They're two feet tall. I mean, he <laughs> could clearly see over all of them. Yeah. Um, but there's all this stuff in the way and he can't see and and, and you can kind of hear as the tinkling starts to come in that that he's seeing and he's believing in Santa and he's believing that there's a he's in the North Pole. I don't know why he doesn't believe in Santa already. After all this stuff After he's all, seen. everything he has seen, um, going on this magical train with no tracks. Um, I mean, but, what, but, is, what does it take, boy? Yeah, right, right. I'm going all Hank here. Um but but he still cannot hear these bells. And the whole premise of the story is that these kids go to the North Pole and Santa gives out one, the first gift. The first gift goes to a special deserving yeah. child that Santa picks to be the the person to receive the first toy of the year. And that's really important to our story here um, because all of these kids, of course, want to be the kid who gets the first toy of the year. Yeah, <laughs> that would be neat. That that would be, would really be very cool. neat. Um, so so the reindeer come out. We still can't hear anything. And then we see Santa. Yeah. And yeah. It, that's when Santa make the, they come comes down from. I guess Santa's house. Uh, probably. It was quite the uh, path, the yep. best I recall. Yep. Um, so we see Santa, and we are placing the Santa character, that one of the characters that we hold in the most high esteem as Amy. Yeah. Um, I know you guys are thinking Santa's not a girl. Amy has this... She wants to be included in everything. She wants to feel important and special, but she's never really felt important or special in her life Mm -hmm. because she didn't have any friends growing up. She's never been to a sleepover. 
but her work, her research, what she does, what she's done with her life is so important. Um, the same as the Santa character. And do you, how, how do you think you guys, how do you think Amy would feel knowing that she is Santa Claus? She would be over the moon about it. She would be so thrilled to be able to say, I'm Santa! Mm, you know, yeah. I can just hear her and the joy in her voice. Um, because do you remember that when um, Sheldon was looking for her, was it a birthday present? And um, Penny took him shopping and she was like, you know, buy her some jewelry, buy her a ring, oh, buy her a yes. bracelet. Um, but in the end, Sheldon didn't listen to any of Penny's recommendations and mm-hmm. he did not get her a classic piece of jewelry like like a ring or a necklace or a bracelet. He got her a tiara, tiara. and she felt like the prettiest princess yep. and she felt so <laughs> special to have this tiara. So I can imagine Amy with the Santa hat on, how special she would feel. Yes. Yeah. And she's... Uh... I guess she's also had to have a little bit of that. Uh, Santa's always, to me, fatherly and motherly. Yeah. So she definitely has the motherly to her. Yes. Yeah, taking care of Sheldon. Care of Sheldon. <laughs> yep. Yep. So she she's very good at taking care of other people. Yeah. Um, and I really like how her character developed from the very first time when we met her in that coffee shop with mm-hmm. the, the blind date that she yeah. went on with Sheldon. Uh, you know, they met on the internet by by chance, and she promised her mom she would go on one date a year. One date. One date. Um, and when she met Sheldon, they were very much the same person. How um, she was very just Sheldon esque. Sheldon esque. Um, but to see how her character has really developed and changed, yeah, I think that very cool. Yeah, I think that her character has had the m- most growth over the show. Um, Sheldon has grown a lot. You know, we we just watched the episode last night where he got that um, the reader, the the emotion reader mm-hmm. that they were developing at MIT. Um, and how he realizes that, yes, he can kind of read people's emotions and, and tell when they're happy or sad, but still not quite. But Amy's character changed so much from that first episode um, through the latter seasons. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, I really like Amy's character. I think she's funny. Um, and I just love that she loves to be included and be in charge and um when she found out she was the popular kid on campus (laughs) and that sheldon was popular because he was dating her her just joy and excitement um she has to be santa yeah Yeah. i think that's a very good choice that was um it it kind of fell in because that's just where it fit it did you know we got we kind of got down to the end and we were like Oh, we don't have a place for Amy yet. Um, And so I thought it would be forced putting Amy in this last character that we saw, this the Santa character. Um, But I don't think it was forced at all. I think Uh, it was really. I initially thought it would she would be a a secondary elf. Yeah. But uh, watching through it, none of them fit you know the primary one was obviously who it was going to be and i'm like well there'll be another one that'll fit with her and nothing did because after the the cheery one they just got more gruff (laughs) yep it was like 
I don't like these elves. They they were not they were not cheery elves. No, this this was not the the elves from Elf, I suppose. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they were happy to work and or, or the elves from uh the Mickey Mouse oh, once yeah. we watch at Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <Jabrick> Bob. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So from here Santa picks up picks up that group of the heroes that we all see. Yep, all of and the kids. Picks one of them to give the gift to yep he picks the leonard character the hero boy brings him aboard the sleigh or uh yeah Yeah, yeah so they're up there so it would be amy and leonard and leonard picks so he santa asks our hero boy what he wants for his first present and um our leonard character he he whispers into santa's ear you know we can't really hear what he says and and this and santa's like oh well, okay, that's very fitting. And what Santa does is he pulls out one single sleigh bell off of the reindeer um, and gives it to our Leonard character, and he shakes it, and all of a sudden he can hear the sleigh bells. Yeah, he's like, "I believe." Yeah, yeah. Well, Whoa. a little bit less dramatic. Yeah. No, no it was, and then he did a fitting rendition. I believe I can fly. Woo! Yeah, and then he he touched the sky, and he took off, and Rudolph came down, and they rode off into the sunset. That was the end of the movie. movie. It was how the movie ended. You don't remember that? No, no, I must Uh, have slept through that part. Did Frosty was in it? It was great. No, I missed all of that. Ending was beautiful. I loved it. It was spectacular. It's a fitting of Christmas movies I've ever seen. So one of the things (laughs) that we forgot to mention at the very beginning of this movie, when our hero boy Leonard is running out to see what all of this commotion is. He grabs his robe off of his bed, and on one of the posts on the bed, it rips his pocket. So, oh um, yeah, that is yeah easy to forget, easy to not notice. It's easy to forget, but it was clearly visible that his pocket in his yeah. robe was ripped. And so when Santa says, "Okay, it's time for me to go. You need to get back on the train," our our Leonard character takes his sleigh bell and just without thinking, he puts it in mm. his pocket. The Will Wheaton conductor says, "I'd put that somewhere safe if I were you." He and that's when that. he puts it in his pocket. Yep. yep. But before they leave, we have a rock and roll concert. We do have a rock and roll concert. What song did? When it was rock and roll, it was Aerosmith on the, was, in the yeah, movie. Okay. So what did they sing? I don't know. I don't remember either. But was we're it made up something. I don't know. We're replacing oh, probably them. Probably Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, he he did love a good yeah. Santa song. Yeah, that's what we know about a lot of Santa movies is that song plays over yeah. and over. They, Santa can't walk around without hearing a song about him. Uh-huh. He's got to have an entrance yep. and an exit. Yep. And just a theme song. Yep. He's <laughs> That's how Santa is. But we're replacing that band with who? Who are we bringing? What band are we bringing in, baby? The one and only Bare Naked Ladies. Okay, y'all, I love the Bare Naked Ladies. They are one of my favorite bands. And on my Spotify, uh, my Spotify end of year <laughs> list, they made the top five. I think they were like number three. Taylor Swift was oh number gosh. one. I got but- a question for you now. Burning question. Okay. Hot take. Do we bring them in and let them sing um, that song from Bare Naked from the Holidays? And then do we bring in Sarah McLaughlin, too, to sing it with them? No, they have to do something for the movie. That could be it. Oh, so you want to make it their own song? Yeah. Oh, boo. I thought that might be great. 
So the um, if you guys don't know, bare naked ladies are the ones who sang the 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 same, uh, the same the thing song. song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It all started with a big bang, mm-hmm. and um, Ben actually for Valentine's Day this year he got me tickets to go see Big Bang when they came to see bare naked ladies when they came around, <laughs> came around yeah. um, and they did that song the not just the first half that you hear on the tv show but all of us true fans know the entire song yeah, has multiple verses to it and they did the whole thing and the crowd went wild and i love bare naked mm-hmm. ladies and i would love to see them reprise some kind of christmas song what they are really good at writing original songs so i mm. would personally like to see them write an original song for this movie i found out that the theme song was apparently a on-stage rap like he does huh. he was just doing that and the uh, chuck lore and the another guy were in the audience and heard him do it and that's how he they brought that in for the theme song that is a really cool fun yeah. fact that i did not know yeah so yeah. pretty neat. That is that is really neat. But um yeah, so I think Ben wants them to do a traditional Christmas song. That's what I, I thought we can talk about. I would like to see them do something that they write specifically for this movie because they are really good at their originals. I don't know. We can pick whatever, but I do know that at the very, very end I want to go back to the elf band doing the big bang song. We could do that. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Yep. Uh, as the credits roll, that's what I want to see. I would be okay. I want to see them in elf ears that. and a hat. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to see. I would I would be on board with that. That's right. But more bare naked ladies, the better. There's a, I think in their contract, they have to have two songs. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So there, what happens when they uh, the train ride home's pretty much straightforward well, before we board the train so if you'll remember at the beginning where i said each ticket so you had a golden ticket kind of like willy wonka you know you have your golden ticket or whatever and the conductor punched two letters into each train ticket for mm-hmm. each person it was individualized non-transferable they were your tickets okay so at the end, when you're getting back on the train, after you've seen Santa, he punches the rest of the words into the ticket. And oh, yeah, yeah. That that's, yeah. is your word. Um, word of the day. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's your ticket. So the two letters, you know, everyone was confused. What are these two let- letters? Well, when the conductor punched it at the end, it kind of came full circle. Um so the um, the boy, our Leonard boy's character, I believe, what it has said, believe. I believe so. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I believe that the Leonard's no character intended. said believe. Um, the Penny's character said learn. I have no idea. I think I think her said learn. Um, I don't remember what the show. Do you have your phone? Look that up. No, all my stuff's recording. Uh, I'm, I'm like really curious. You, you're the one who threw your phone down. Well, it was in the you got to have your devices, okay? Well, I guess I could have looked on my watch, but. Um, oh, look at you, James Bond. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm curious. You keep talking. I'm going to look this up. All right, up. so I, apparently a, these tickets all said something different. I thought that, I know, that's why we had to make some money. I thought that uh, they all said believe personally. I no, did not no, know that. No, no, they each said something different. Individual. Oh, I didn't know that. I think mine would probably say go away, but I could be wrong. Um, so the parent, I, I thought that that's what the thing was. You got your tickets, you got on the thing, it, you, you went home. 
but I'm wrong. I didn't know that you had to get it stamped again to get back on the train. What if it stamped something bad on it? What if it said no? Well, it wouldn't because this is a children's book, and I have very fond memories of being a little kid and reading this book. We read it. We read it when I was little in school. My mom, uh, my mom loves reading, and she read it to us when we were kids. Um, I had this book. It was this huge um, hardback book with this shiny gloss, co- glossy cover. So it was a book first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. I, I a was book. trying to remember if it was a book or, the, or a film first. I couldn't yeah, remember. It was a book. So I remember reading this back when I was a kid and I, I love this book. So it was really special to me when they made that. Oh, movie. So you got it now. I have it. Okay. So the, the Sheldon's characters, uh, golden ticket said, learn, learn. Okay. So he need, he need, there's still, even though he's a know-it-all, yeah. there's still some things that he needs to learn. Patience. Our hero boy, Leonard's said, believe, mm. um, our little shy boy, uh-huh. um, Billy, our Raj's characters, his said, depend on. Oh. And our Penny character said, lead. Lead. Okay. Yep. Depend on. That's interesting. And so his, his, our, our lonely boy, Raj, his was a very special ticket because he flipped it over, and on the backside it said "rely on." Remember, this is a punch. He used what an actual it? puncher to punch it. So, how could it have done it if it wasn't something other than the Christmas magic. magic? So, on the front, when he first looked, it said "depend on." He flipped it over, and it said "rely on," and then he flipped it over again, and it said "count on." So, he got three messages on his one ticket. That's that's that's, that's the devil. No. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's the eighties. Call the preacher in on this one. Well, um, now you know if that had been in another, if that if that had been in a book that wasn't a children's book, they were just talking about it. In certain times, they would have been like, "We got to burn these books." Well, probably, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about this very sweet America. film and this oh. hilarious TV show and yes. how they would mash well together. That's right. We are would. doing our own mashup. That would be, they could probably bring in the, what was that, that game of Ka'a? Yeah. The, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know any of that stuff. If Magic y'all know cards about of that, Ka'a or yeah. something like that. I didn't yeah. grow up with that type of stuff. I mean, they probably, they, they could not reproduce exactly what those cards said. So they'd probably put something else in them. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. You know these cards that you, you they just punch the tickets. Yeah, the tickets. They couldn't rep- they could they for the dream they couldn't put uh. those they would have to put something else in them. I'm trying to think, you know, what would be funny to punch in each person's ticket. Well, I don't know, but I like the know it all got learned because yeah. um you know, even the people who think that they know everything, there is usually a compassion that they need to learn or understanding of others that they need to learn even though you may know all of the the book smarts and you you know facts and stuff there's still a lot that people that you need to learn yeah so i like that one for him and i like that our penny character said lead because we never really think of penny as being a leader um she she's trying to pursue her acting and then she gets into the sales, but she's usually just kind of along for a good time. And she she likes to make other people happy, but she's not really 
a leader. But I think with Sheldon, she she very much is. I mean, she ends up being Sheldon's best friend, mm. right? Actually, I think of the entire group that she is the leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've always felt, felt that way. So I mean, her her character is definitely another one, just like Amy's, who changed a lot. It's from actually, the beginning. The, I've always thought the other ones are so smart they're too dumb to go anywhere. <laughs> So they have to have her to lead them in the right direction. With all the common sense and how to go about life? Pretty much. I mean, Leonard tries, but there's only so far he can get. Mm -hmm. And you got to, when your IQs are 173 and 187, yeah. There's usually not a lot of common sense that goes along with it. And we're seeing it in young Sheldon. So we know just... At what point he stopped being able to, oh, I'm not, I don't know. Why, why do I not go in that room? I don't know. Let's mm-hmm. find out. Yep. And then he just doesn't understand that. Right. So, they, you know, yep. that's why you have Penny there. Yep. Honey, we don't do these things. Exactly. She's <laughs> kind of the common sense of the group. <laughs> so, you know, same thing. Yeah. That's why she's the hero girl. She is. Yeah. I mean, this all. That's why they're the hero fits. boy, because he tries yep. as best he can. And, and he's why he was the one that was in trouble the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> He was. Leonard's always in trouble, too, I feel like. Yeah. So I don't, I just, I don't think that I've ever watched a movie that the characters go along with a TV show movie or something completely, un, in anything, completely unrelated or two movies or two TV shows that really could go hand in hand the way that this show and this movie just seamlessly would mesh well into one. For one, the guys all went to the North Pole for a research <laughs> they really expedition. Did, yeah. They have been to the North Pole. So, um, I, I do feel like all of this really meshes well, and it just—it's someone please make this movie. Yeah, we, we uh, don't have the money to make this movie, but somebody please make this movie. We talked about actually chopping it up and making it just you know the three main characters or the four, remember? And then we were like, no, because then we kept watching it, and you know we we talked about it, and the other ones just all started to fit in as well. They all fell in line. So it, you know we're like, it's too, it's too. We can actually talk the whole thing out, and it yep. all makes sense. Yep. <sighs> so if you guys have not watched the Polar Express in many years, I don't think we had seen it in probably three or four years. Um, if you guys haven't watched it lately, sit down and watch it and think about it in these terms of these characters yeah. <laughs> and how they fit in and how the characters really are kind of one and the same and think, oh, well, that is something that Leonard would do. Or, oh, well, the the caring and compassionate girl of the hero girl, which is Penny, really does take the extra time with Raj and kind of go out of her way with Sheldon and just kind of look at it in those terms and think, well, these characters really are fitting well. Yep. And, um, you know, if we know, we know that there are other characters that probably were in the the show more so than uh, Bert and Will Wheaton. But, and if you think you found someone who fits in better, you just let us know. Uh, I'm not going to take great offense to the work. I don't know. It's kind of perfect for me. Yeah, so, uh, well, uh, I want it to be made exactly like this. Okay. Well, you just name the place and we will meet you in the street at high noon. And uh, lightsabers drawn. All right. So, 
Or wands. Or wands. She wants to do with wands. Yeah, I don't know anything about Star Wars, but um, I got the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, you're going down. <laughs> it's going to be rough. Okay. Any final words? Nope, that's it. If you guys know uh, anything about the physics of riding on top of a train, I am very curious about that one more than anything else. So if anyone else there really knows their science stuff, that is what I'm very curious about. Drop the line. Uh, let us know because I am curious. Okay. And so you guys all have a happy new year, um, a good 2024, and watch this stuff and let us know. Okay. <clears throat> well, I hope you have enjoyed our very special second guest star. First one on camera this time. And um, let's see. I don't think we're going to have another episode this year because there's only one more day of the year. So from going commando oh, with yeah, the 80s kids. one more day of the that's year. That's right. Yeah. So from us to you, a happy new year. And... Uh, boy, I think that's all you say. Happy New Year. There's nothing to come happy after New that. Because usually it's Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. That's just Happy New it, Year. No, Christmas so, is done. Yeah. But, uh, shameless plug, if you guys are going to Disney World or on a Disney cruise anytime soon, check me out at Carousel of Castles. Mm. We go to Disney multiple times a year. We love it. It is my passion. I love the food. We just did a whole like vegan tour. Mm. So if you guys have food allergies or if you eat vegan, we are going to be putting out some articles on that um, to help you plan. If you have any questions, get in touch with him. He can get in touch with me or just check me out at Carousel of Castles and we can plan your Disney trip. And that's on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I don't know how to use Facebook. It is <laughs> too hard for me. Okay. I like TikTok. Ah. I think it's like a generational thing. Even mm -hmm. though you're just a few couple of years older than I am, you can figure out that stuff, and I can't. TikTok is easy. Um, <laughs> or I have a website, just carouselofcastle.com. Oh, that's right. .com. You're yeah. right. I forgot you had that, yeah. and I don't. So, But for us, you can get a hold of me. With Ben Davis or Carthy at all of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And don't forget, we're on YouTube where you can watch this awesome video we just did. And it's going to be in 4K. And you which, can see us in our Jamie Jams. That's right. We're in Jams talking about Christmas movies. Yep. That will be going commando with the 80s kids. That's on YouTube as well. So, and we're also on, uh, we're on X, formerly known as Twitter. That's uh, about that. 80s kids. Going to be coming out hot this year, 2024. So, <clears throat> from us to you, take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>